Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. We're so glad you're here. Hosting this program today, we're going to be looking at Damascus, the continually oldest continually inhabited city in the world, acknowledged by most. We're going to be in the Thompson Chain Reference Bible, 4th edition, pages 326, 327. I'm looking at a little picture of the street called Straight at Damascus, Syria, where Paul was when he got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name. So let's look what this has to say. I'll add some commentary as we read. Damascus, the Pearl of the East, is said to be the oldest city in the world with a continuous history, reaching from the time of Uz, and uh, that is Noah's grandson, to the present day. Always during these long centuries, Damascus has been the head of Syria, the metropolis of the desert peoples. Its permanency is attributed to the fact it is located within a 60,000-acre plain, 2,260 feet above sea level, which is one of the most fertile oases of the world. The city and surrounding plain literally owe their life and prosperity to the well-known Abana and Farpar rivers of biblical fame. You remember Naaman, Second Kings 5.12. The Abana, now known as the Barada, before it reaches the city, spreads fan-like into seven quiet branches. And these in, sir, in turn subdivide into many life-giving streams which distribute their blessing to the houses, gardens, orchards, and vineyards of some 400,000 people, then sink at last in the desert sand some 18 miles eastward. The Farpar, now called the Awaj, rises from the foothills of Mount Hermon, that beautiful, what is that, 9,300 feet, mostly snow-capped Mount Hermon, and flows some seven miles south of Damascus, where it gives its entire life for the surrounding orchard country. So, some things I personally didn't know about Damascus there, how fertile it was, and the fact that it's high up, like Jerusalem, about the exact same elevation, 2,260 feet. Ruined remnants of fairly ancient walls and gates remain, some which date back to Roman times. Two different places, a bricked-up window, is pointed out as the one through which Paul in a basket was let down by the wall, 2 Corinthians 11.33. Yet these only illustrate the fact for the masonry immediately about either of these windows hardly dates back to Roman times. The street called Straight begins at the eastern gate and runs westward into the heart of the city. The house of Ananias is seen today is a low, cave-like chapel 16 to 20 feet below the street level. This would possibly be the correct location of the house. The street called Straight was then on a lower level, as a discovered street remnant shows. The present street is no longer the broad boulevard, a mile long and nearly 100 feet wide, down which Roman chariots rattled in those far-off days. Yet it is fairly straight, and its western end has roofed over bazaars which present a brilliant, a brilliant changing pattern of animated trade. 
as truly oriental as will be found in any of the world. And you remember Damascus, in, uh, especially 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, even 1st and 2nd Samuel, Isaiah, played such a huge role in the history of those great biblical books. So let's continue reading the great mosque, which ranks next in sanctity to the mosque of Mecca, Medina, and Jerusalem. It's the oldest and most uh, great epics in history. Excuse me. It's the oldest and most venerated building in Damascus. It represents three great epics in history, the three great religions which successively possessed it. Heathenism, Christianity, and Mohammedanism. The massive uh, foundries and exterior colonnades are of a Greek or Roman temple. Some think it highly probable that this was the site of the temple of Kimen or Hadad, where Naaman deposited his two mules' burden of earth and reared his own altar. Second Kings, five seventeen and eighteen. Later, Ahaz saw the altar in this temple and had it reproduced in the temple at Jerusalem, 2 Kings 16, 10-13. Under the Romans, the temple was dedicated to Jupiter. Also, Constantine embraced Christianity in the 4th century. The temple was reconstructed into an immense church, which was dedicated to John the Baptist by Theodosius. After the Muslims captured Damascus in 634 AD, really one of their first major conquests. Actually, the building was remodeled into a magnificent mosque. Three fires have damaged the building, but each time it's been restored. In the present state, the great mosque consists of a quadrangle structure, 480 by 324 feet, surrounded by fine masonry walls and surmounted by a splendid dome three lofty towers, and a multitude of graceful minarets. One of these is called the Minaret of Jesus, for says Muslim tradition, on the summit of this minaret, Jesus will appear on the great judgment day. That's pretty fascinating. It's not clear. It's probably not. Jesus probably never went to Damascus, but some think that maybe a king from Damascus or that area came down to see Jesus at some point. On the south side of the mosque, on the upper beam of a little used but magnificent doorway, there's an inscription in Greek which reads, Thy kingdom, O Christ, is an everlasting kingdom. So Damascus, what a place, what a place of history. And uh, be fascinating to see the future of Damascus. Thank you so much for listening today, joining us. Please subscribe and share. Consider giving and uh, pray for us. We just want to reach the world with the truth of the gospel. And the fact the Bible is the truth of the word of God. It's the very words of God himself and is accurate in its history and its historical pronouncements. Anyhow, we love you and God bless you. you may want to make you a little notebook of things you learn and it'll help you in apologetics and convincing others. You can also join us over on Facebook and YouTube under New Life of Albany, Georgia. That's where I pastor, privileged to pastor. 
And uh, once again, I say God bless you. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at Dan. So you'll want to join us and let's see what we can learn about Dan. See you later. Bye-bye.